Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Yo. Yo. It's episode 199.5. Is that what you're calling it? Yeah, we're not doing 200. We're not planning anything. All right. We'll start next week, Monday, episode 200. Uh, we're talking confetti cannons. We're talking confetti cannons. I bought a lot of confetti cannons, Luke. I need to get rid of them. <laughs> I need to use them somehow. I'm concerned, though, Pete, knowing you as I do, right. that you have borrowed from Peter to pay Paul here. Okay. And you're not going to have anything planned for next week either. No. You're going to forget about it, and this is going to go on and on. 199.6. 199.75. Yeah. I'm worried about this. Don't, whatever, be, don't be worried. Whatever episode it is. Trust in Donny. Yeah, I've heard that before. Episode 199.5. You haven't, because I, I would never say that. No, you wouldn't. That would be a ridiculous thing for me to say. You are self-aware enough to realise that your life has become something that none of us intended. I, there are certain people in my life that I um, have to work with where they get very excited about an idea and then they don't actually want to do it every week. Like they get very excited about a particular thing and then, then you've got to do it loads of times and then they get less into that idea. Like what? Um, Your email jingle for the ramble? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think people, are on board, people are on board the first week. You aim at that, um, yeah. but now they they've kind of checked out a little bit. They're not. I've, into it I've not checked out of it. I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> but either way, yeah. And and uh, I see a little bit of myself in that because yeah. I I'm really excited about something and the actual grind of having to do it every week. I'm like, oh, fuck, crying out. Yeah, like I'm, this I'm, again. I'm definitely someone who wants to be really enthused by the idea of something mm. and then just pass the admin on to someone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're yeah. the blueprint makers. Yeah. yeah, I think we are. Someone else build the hotel. So let's call this episode 199.5 then, yes, Pete. Let's do and that. what you've done is you've now ramped up the pressure yeah. for the actual episode 200. Whenever that may come. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever that may come. Okay, so that might never manifest might itself. Might never manifest itself. All right, the good thing is, at least I'm not busy next week, so that'll be fine. Fucking <laughs> hell, you're an idiot. Why? What have you got on next week? I've got to do all the Ramble Live press next week. What's that? A couple of interviews. Oh, Ramble Live's really good. Yeah. Oh, I just lit the microphone. <laughs> That's gonna get me elder in the Ramble Live show. You know, also one of the things I've, I've been I've been made aware of. Oh. I think we've covered this before. Not my online blog. I think <laughs> there's a lot of you no, in there. Don't say blog again. Why? Um, people don't say that the word blog, do they? I th- think so. I mean, yeah. That's a... like, so you know that thing Marcus does for Ramble for for Patreon for right. Ramble the vlog. Yeah, is it, but that's my question. Is it is it is vlog the word for it now? I think people still do vlogs, don't they? You're normally my expert on this kind of stuff. I don't think everyone's bored of a vlog. 
right. think when there's uh, when there's money to be made, freshness goes out the window. Yeah, mm, flog. That's that's something that you should put on your own on your gravestone. <laughs> there's money to be made, freshness, freshness goes, goes out, out the window. window. That's Amazing. another quote of mine. But I've been made aware of one or two people on the internet mm. thinking that I consider you some kind of like uh, Sats Carl Pilkinson character right, okay. and that all I do is like poke you with a stick and mm. um, and that's basically the basis of the show but that's okay. not true is it? Uh, what have you been on is there a Luke and Shaw Luke and Pete Shaw Reddit? No That's where so. all the Luke abuse lives usually on Reddit Oh the Reddit and the Football Rumble Forum is where the people hate me the most Right But I'm not saying that I'm just, I'm just saying I'm just saying that Generally speaking, people think of our friendship and our dynamic as me poking you with a stick and then laughing at the things you say. But that's not true, is it? No, not I think the on time. the ramble every now and again, it'll get to that point. But, you know, it, it's a long, season's a long, you know, sometimes yeah. season's a long and, you know, you, you, can, you don't you complain about that on pay though, do you? <laughs> <laughs> we get paid. What? <laughs> oh, shit. Shit. The cat's out the bag. <laughs> you know, you, we have cats. You don't feel that way, do you? No, I've, I'm all right. Okay. I'll always come up with a good time. Right. Say. say something funny. Oh, <laughs> oh I still bought a trench right. coat. Episode one, <laughs> episode one nine nine point five. Mm. Um, oh, this is a good story. This really made me think. of I'll you. I'll be the judge of that, buddy. Yeah, but yeah, it made me think of you. If it's, if it's got a UFO in it, boring. Well, the reason it's it rocks. The reason space, it came, boring. No, it's nothing to do with that. Right. The reason it came to my, uh, the reason it caught my eye first is because I saw it on Twitter and it was written by a guy called Ewan. And loads of people <laughs> could Ewan have emailed in at the moment <laughs> because they want to be known. Yeah, we'll come on to them later. Uh, it was written by a guy called Ewan Somerville for The Independent, mm. right? This is brilliant. Pope Francis, trapped in the lift in the Vatican for 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. Late for his mass. Had to be rescued by the fire brigade. <laughs> God's got a sense of humour, obviously. Fantastic. What do you think about that, Pete? I was in a lift over the weekend, uh, one of the fine Schindler's lifts that... Uh, Weird. ...that pockmark our, uh, our world. Um yeah, I got in it, and my mate lives in a big 10-storey um, building, 11-storey building, and he's on the 10th floor. And this lift, every time I go in, it's in a bigger state of disrepair than it was before. Right. It stinks. So it's in it, London? Yeah, yeah, in London, in a big tower block in uh, in, in, in Holloway. Uh, and you get in, and there's all, there's always a little light on, saying with a little uh, image of a spanner, a little icon of a spanner saying, all right. on either under maintenance or it needs to be maintained. Right. I get in. One person, it says uh, the weight is too much. Weight well, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not 10 men. I'm not 10 pe- people. Uh, You've got yeah. the strength of 10 men. And then, um, yeah, and it just starts grinding as it goes up the 10th floor. I'm like, this is, this could go badly. Would you contemplate taking More. the stairs? I mean, it is 10, it is 10 flights on it. <laughs> so this is the thing. So uh, one of the buildings I work uh, is 17 floors, mm. and I work on the 17th floor. Right. And my name is Luca. What's yeah? No, what's what's your cut off? Because people are getting a lift and they're slowing me down, and then some of them are going to first, second, third floor. Oh, what's right, your cut yeah. off? Because for me, the cut off should be two floors. I think I was going to say three. If you yeah, work okay. on the fourth floor right. and above, the lift is available to you. They shouldn't run um, regular lifts for people. Regular lifts. Well, I understand people have got you know living with disabilities and stuff, and right. I understand that, and they have to use a lift. I get yeah. that, but not, not like kind of everyday. Able-bodied people should ha- should take the stairs. It's much better for you. Have you ever been caught taking a lift um, one floor and then you've put uh, affected a limp? No, I have. <laughs> T- tell <laughs> us more about this. No, just uh, just affected a limp. Like if someone catches you doing it, you're like, mm, I've hurt my leg. But then they're gonna see you again. And you haven't got a limp. I got better. Got better. Limps can get better. It's like when Larry David gets caught um, using the, the dis- disabled toilet, the accessible, the accessible toilet. toilet. Yeah. Um, by uh, a guy with a disability mm. and then he catches 
the girl with the disability using the non-accessible mm. toilet and gets pissed off about it. Mm. And and obviously the, the beauty in Larry Davis comedy is that ninety nine times out of hundred people would let that go, and obviously mm. because they're you know because they're perfectly reasonable people, and he isn't. <laughs> if but that what that does that that episode has single handedly. Even if I ever had a chance or 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 an inkling to use an accessible toilet, I wouldn't do it because right. I, and I shouldn't do it. But the reason I, I mean, being honest, the reason I wouldn't do it is because of that Larry David episode. Yeah, but I mean, I they they, they I thought like it changed to accessible toilet for a reason. It's just another toilet that happens to be accessible to. Um, what happens it, if people have got problem with their bowel or irritable bowel syndrome or something like that, and they can't use the toilet, and they can't get to the toilet quick enough because you've been in there. Well, why would that be a disability that um, halts um, mobility? If you have an irritable bowel, or you have something like that. Is that is that a disability? Oh, so is, that, okay. is that a mor- mobility so you, issue? So you're saying it's not an accessibility issue, so it doesn't matter. They could just go and use any toilet. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying that, that, okay. that it's an accessible toilet. That, yeah. So if you if you're using any toilet, somebody could be in there before you. I just think that with the um, yeah, I mean, okay. I have a reason. I, there's a reason why it's there. Um, in that's why most toilets in like Starbucks are accessible toilets because everyone has needs to use them. But yeah, okay, right, that makes sense. Can I go back to the Pope again? Because <laughs> if I went to um, what's it called, St Peter's Square mm. on a Sunday, and I was particularly into 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 Catholicism and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> right? And um, I was going to see an audience with the Pope, and I'd be mm. looking forward to it possibly my whole life. Mm. If the Pope, because he got stuck in the lift and had to be rescued for the by the fire brigade, mm. opened his what's it called a sermon? Yeah, by saying. A round of applause for the fire brigade. I'd be a bit underwhelmed. What do you mean? As in, like, yeah, what well, he wants everyone to know that the fire brigade helped him out of the lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I suppose the so. riches. I mean, they should have some kind of a. They should have some kind of like side tunnel he could burrow out of. A side tunnel in in the lift because that that organisation that racket is minted. Absolutely. I'll be beating the vat again. It's it's just mint everywhere. It's like Kendall. Mint <laughs> everywhere, just fucking statues and like urns and little figurines, little trinkets, left, right, and centre, all worth millions of pounds. Disgusting wealth, disgusting. And I, thought, and I thought they were um, smash it all up. I thought they were um, aren't they like above, like kind of above any kind of jurisdictional law as well? Usually, usually. So I don't think I don't think. So this is the other thing about the Catholic Church is they 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 boast. And they do boast uh, <laughs> billions and billions of members, mm. but that's because there's no way to leave the Catholic Church. What do you mean? But they don't recognise a way to excommunicate yourself from the church. So, if you, <laughs> so my wife, for example, born to a Catholic family, mm. doesn't consider herself Catholic. Is an atheist. Right. She still counts because you can't leave. What if you? Um, what if you convert to Judaism or Islam or something like that? Good surely, question. Surely that's uh, you can't be counting that. Email I'm in. not having that. Hello at lukeandpeach.com. Email in. Mm. Who knows? Is, Who knows? Do you remember that joke that Matt LeBlanc told in the Graham Norton show about the Pope? No. It's a good joke. Is it about smoking dope? No, go on. <laughs> it's about the Pope smoking dope, yeah. I remember when you used to have that t-shirt. You'd wear that t-shirt <laughs> now, wouldn't you? Yeah. All yeah, right. So. so Matt LeBlanc, tell, it's not my joke, it's Matt LeBlanc's, but I'll tell it very quickly. I mean, look at the t-shirt I'm wearing now for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, I um, know. We won't go into that. Um, so, guy goes to, goes to uh, the Vatican and he's really into Catholicism and he really wants to meet the Pope and so he's looking forward to it and all of a sudden unbelievably the Pope comes I'm probably paraphrasing here because I don't want to spend all day on this but the Pope turns up and they can't believe it and they're all standing in a line and the Pope comes along and he's like oh my god I can't believe it I absolutely can't believe it and he's looking down the line and um, the Pope is greeting people sort of blessing them and everything and moving on and blessing another guy and then this homeless guy is there with this big long coat 
holes in it. Obviously, he's homeless, mm. so he's, he's he's dirty and he's not had the chance to have a shower or get changed or anything. And, and the Pope sees him and leans in and gives him a big embrace, pats him on the cheek, kind of. And the guy's like, "Geez, I'll tell you what. What I need to do? He obviously loves the homeless. I'll, I'll need to get that jacket. I need to get it. And hopefully, I'll get an embrace with the Pope, and that'll be even better." And um, so he legs up the line, finds the homeless guy. How much for your jacket? And he goes, oh, "It's not for sale." He said, "Look, how much for it? I'll give you a hundred dollars. Not for sale." Give you five hundred dollars, not for sale. Look, I'll give you a thousand dollars just for that jacket. You're a homeless man. You need the money. Take it. And the guy's like, all right, give me a thousand dollars. So he counts him out a thousand dollars and he gets his jacket. This is Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. But he did this. Told, no, he tells it. It's a joke he's told. Sorry. Peter, right. for goodness sake. Sorry, I thought it was a me story. In full flow. Right. It's a Matt LeBlanc's joke. Right. And uh, <laughs> so he gets the homeless guy's jacket, runs back down to the bottom of the line. He's got it on. He turns the collar up and he's there. And he thinks, right, yeah, he's going to go home just down and get a big embrace of the Pope. Pope comes along, blessing people, gets to him, gets him in the, in the group, and he goes, I thought I told you to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, that's wonderful. Enjoyable. There we go. So Matt LeBlanc on episode 199.5 of the Luke and Pete show. It's nothing, nothing vicious. vicious. Let's have a break. And when you come back, we'll do some emails. All right. Then. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And today, I'm going to show you what I've been doing to take care of the pantry moth situation. What I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the aircast diddly yeah. noise that you probably just heard there? Yeah. Uh, unless we're very fallow with our adverts this week. Um, I think it sounds like, um, I get up too late. Do, 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 do. Nothing in my way. Do, 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 oh, it's um, do, do, do. Taylor Swift. Yes. Hey, this gonna hey, Swift hey, hey, She's hey, re-recording hey. all of her um, all of her previous albums. Yeah, I haven't seen. That's funny, isn't the it? The detail of the story, but from mm. what I know, good on her. Good. If you on don't her. own your. It was a prince who said, "If you don't own your masters, your masters own you." Yeah, I think he Might did. Yeah. Might have said a lot of stuff, didn't he? Mm. Oh dear. By the way, um, we've had four Ewans so far. Yeah. Someone emailed in asking if he was the only Ewan listening to the show, or how many there were, and. Um, I can't remember his name, but four people have emailed in since. Ewan Rowe, Ewan Purdue, Ewan Gruel, which is a brilliant name. Brilliant. And Ewan Soulsby. Also, we've had two Lukes email in <clears throat> and no Pete's. <laughs> oh, were we asking for that as well? I was, yeah. Okay. I forget what Maybe it's just because I asked, yeah. Uh, Jake Wilde's got in touch. Hello, Jake. Um, hi, both. I've been a Ramble follower for many years, etc., etc. I'm currently up to uh, episode 40 of the Luke and Pete show. Uh, but since it isn't really topical, it's a lovely distraction to the stresses of life. <laughs> That's what we designed it for. He's not going to hear this 
for years, is he? If he's, if he's no. just piling through episode 40. Wanker. Anyway, in we that record episode... This to, we record this to get rid of real life. <laughs> anyway, in that episode, you were talking about Frey Bentos pies, sounds like us, and I felt like I share my Frey Bentos story. I'm 29, so I haven't lived with my parents for some time. My mum is as clumsy as anyone comes and uh, goes through phones and iPhones like they're going out of fashion, uh, quite often just stepping on them or leaving them in pubs or uh, public transport. <laughs> she sounds like fun. Um, I have a 14-year-old sister who has adopted those trends, and the pair of them are as clumsy as each other. Uh, anyway, anyway, because of this, they uh, often share devices, and if one breaks, the other one borrows the other. Uh, my sister was looking through the photos of her iPad the other day and stumbled across this picture. The picture is of my mum trying to make herself a Frey Bentos pie. Um, <laughs> check out this picture. <laughs> That's weird. It's a mum uh, looking at a, looking into the camera, but also the underside of a minced beef and veg uh, delicious Frey Bentos pie. Uh, I presume she's opened the top of it and she yeah. doesn't want to spill the contents, so she's taking a picture using uh, her daughter's iPad. But it's just a wonderful, a wonderful picture. Hasn't, hasn't your dad gone for another phase of photoshopping your face on a lot of Newcastle players recently? Yeah, I don't know where that's really come from. I think, yeah, he's, he's, put, he's, put, me on, um, he's put me on Gaza's head when Vinnie Jones grabs his bollocks. Yeah. Um, he's had me run up down the wing for Newcastle United. It's all very is this confusing. A, some, is this, you said to me that he keeps sending you pictures of your face photoshopped onto Newcastle players and you think it might be his way of apologising for Brexit? I, th- I can only imagine. I can only imagine. He tried to bring it up last week. I went, really, Dad? Yeah. You got, you got your sister stockpiling thyroid medicine. You got your daughter, rather, stockpiling thyroid medicine. Yeah. Because of you, yeah. your little, you little bellend, you and your generation. Yeah. Your little bellend. It's just I'm, a nice family. It's a nice stuck, family occasion. I'm stockpiling asthma medication. Yeah, and looking forward to Christmas at your house. <laughs> your mum's roast potatoes are going to be very low on the agenda oh. this year. How is Stewie doing anyway? Brexit. I mean, it, if I mean, my mum's roast potatoes, very Brexit. I would, I would argue <laughs> that is very Brexit. Just really getting cold meat. Pete, what about this cold for? An, what about this for an email uh, from Jay Croft? Hi guys, I'm not called either Luke or Pete. Okay, but I do know someone with both of your names. Yeah. I am an English teacher in Thailand, and there is a student in one of my classes <laughs> called Luke Pete. Ah. Every time I teach her, her. It reminds me of the show. And I and I, I Facebooked, it's L-O-O-K-P-E-E-T. I Facebooked that name, searched to see if there were people there and make sure Jay wasn't making it up. And there are loads of people on there called Luke Pete. Maybe it's a proper name in Thailand. Mm. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. I think I've got a lot of time for that. Maybe we can get her on as like a mascot. 199.5 episodes and we've um, <laughs> and we've only just discovered that. Luke Pete. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of time for that. Uh, we just need to find a Pete Luke and then we'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, Dean Chu. Great name. Uh, hey guys, uh, long time listener, uh, long time emailer. Uh, I was the guy that originally emailed in, in about the elephant's foot way back in show five or something like that. Oh, before Chernobyl became popular. Wow. Good man, Dean. Uh, and just listening to the show 197 when Luke was talking about UFOs and noted that the uh, military tech is generally ears ahead of civilian tech. As I was reading the news, I noticed that Donald Trump just tweeted a sensitive, if not classified, image taking from uh, an American military spy satellite of an Iranian space uh, facility, which uh, appears to have had a catastrophic accident. Iran yeah. admitted that they had had an accident, uh, but it looks like... Uh, Donald Trump. He should not be tweeting just, that. Literally just tweeted a bit of American intelligence from like a drone or a spy plane or a, or a, uh, a satellite. Now, I don't know much about the intelligence community. But I love them. <laughs> but you should not be tweeting that out mm. willy-nilly. Yeah. Should you? That's unbelievable. The military satellite resolution seems to be at least twice as powerful as uh, the, you know, the, 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 the commonly uh, available 
um, uh, military satellite. Sorry, um, photo. public public satellite yeah. photos of the particular site. And yeah, it's 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 even closer. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a he's I, I a listened, liability, isn't he? I listened to a section on the radio last week, mm-hmm. and it might have been around this story. And they got someone on. Oh no! I'll tell you what it was. It was um, Trump chipping off about space war and that kind of stuff mm. again. And um, they got a guy on from a university in the UK somewhere. I forget which one. And he was an expert in future wars, basically. Like a futurist, yeah. but about on a kind of war level. Mm. Um, probably quite a strange chap. Having just described <laughs> Future like wars. Yeah, but he was saying that um, what actually space war, when they talk about space war, what it, it doesn't actually mean, you know, half men, half androids up in space shot, shooting lasers. What it means is... Firing missiles into the... Yeah, and then knocking satellites yeah. out and stuff. Mm. And apparently there are a thousand satellites going yeah. around the US, uh, going around the world at the yeah. moment and like 600 or so of them are American mm. um, and they're, they're obviously used for things like guidance and identifying of different targets and mm. all that kind of stuff and it would be Weather. a huge thing to, yeah, to, um, to knock all those out. Mm. would be like a big thing and most big nations have got a plan for how they would do that in a war situation. Yeah. Quite terrifying really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and again, but then where do, you, where do you draw the line? Like, I mean, if you accidentally ram a space satellite with your satellite... Is that is that uh, prop is that um, propagation? Is, is, is that an act of war? Um, is it? Uh, I mean, hacking an election is that an act of war? Yeah, clearly not because we're scared of of what might yeah. happen. It's all very interesting. I think the world's gone to shit. I think the world's gone to shit. What about this from Ben from I'm York? Mandarin, <laughs> <laughs> who says, "Love the show." In response to episode one nine eight, you're talking about never events and the possibility of removing the Ron testicle. I'm a radiotherapist. I treat cancer with radiotherapy on the daily basis. We have to ask every patient which side slash which site we are treating for every new patient. Uh, as part of our protocol, we always know which side we are treating, but we always want to check we're on the same page as the patient, so to speak. It's not that we don't know. It's just par for the course. Uh, keep up the good work, Ben. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about bollocks, mm. haven't we, recently? But it's good to know that everyone's kind of on the same page when it comes to treatment. <laughs> on the symbol. Yeah, and I really want to read this email as well um, from Jonah, because we've got a load of emails in about Thomas More. Do you remember last yeah, week yeah, we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. head being stolen? I said, I don't really know who Thomas More is. Mm. Um, and uh, Jonah's got in touch saying, um, it's my pleasure to compound your misery for getting something wrong because you're going to get a lot of emails about this. So Thomas More was a Catholic humanist and was beheaded by Henry VIII for uh, resisting the increasingly Protestant changes that were being put into place alongside his more hardline Protestant counsellors. He was Henry's Lord Chancellor for a couple of years between 1529-1532. Here in Oxford, he's more famous because of the school down the end of my road named after him. Love the show, Jonah. Look, I, I always get stuff wrong and I'm happy to, to, to front up. I don't know if I got anything wrong on that. I thought I just said I don't know who he is. Yeah. And so why is he up there alongside Cromwell and all the rest of them? Because they're more famous. Oh, on the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, head. I guess he was notably um, beheaded. So were the other people beheaded? I can't oh. remember who was next to it. No, I don't think it was, was it? I can't remember. Yeah. I wonder uh, if they caught that guy who stole the heads. Oh, yeah, I'll try and get an update. Like a, seems like a strange Have you got any more to, um, emails there, Pete? I've got it, an email, yeah. I'll, um, I'll try and find it out. I'm going to throw an email. Um, hello to um, Brian. 
Uh, hi guys, I'm uh, right now in regards to 198, uh, episode where you uh, two were discussing international tea drinking habits. Luke was surprised that how Scandinavians don't put milk in their tea, uh, and Pete said most of the world don't use tea bags and that it's a predominantly British thing. I'm here to say that tea customs are varied uh, across lots of different cultures. Uh, Americans don't really have an affinity for tea and just use just heat water in the microwave and throw a tea bag in there. I live in Lebanon and tea bags are also very common there, although we do use uh, loose leaf tea here as well, depending on the source of origin. My partner is uh, half Russian and Russians drink tea by adding hot water to a concentrate called Zavarka. Um, Zavarka is essentially made by brewing copious amounts of the chosen tea or blend in a big decorative pot called the Samovar uh, until a thick dark liquid is uh, obtained Sounds fantastic. Super concentrated tea. A small amount of the concentrate is enough for one cup of tea. A very similar practice also happens in the Middle Eastern countries, uh, although the container is less elaborate and ornate. Almost the whole of the Middle East, from Turkey to Iran, uh, drink tea in very small cups. This ensures that the tea you're drinking never gets cold because you're uh, constantly having to refill from a hot sauce. Uh, the British are the primary protagonists of the milk situation. Uh, maybe in the Commonwealth there is a more prevalent practice, but uh, I'm not particularly fond of tea myself, and the wife always gets incensed and threatens a divorce whenever I add milk onto the rare occasions I do partake in the tea. Uh, as always, keep up the good work, Brian from Lebanon. And the pot itself is stunning. Look at that pot. Beautiful. What a beautiful pot. What a beauty. What a samovar pot beauty. Very nice. Uh, that's mm. interesting that... Fascinating. So they make smaller cups of tea, effectively, so they don't never get gets, cold. Never gets cold. In Australia, they have smaller beers so they don't get warm. I see. That's why you always get a smaller beer when you go to Australia. Because ah. um, it's generally warm and it gets warm and they don't want it to drink warm beer. So it works both ways. There's another a final email we'll, we'll squeeze in just purely because it's about tea making. There's been no update on the head, stolen heads. Right. Uh, but we'll keep okay, you posted. Okay. Okay, uh, okay. From Lebanon to Jordan. Because mm. a man called Jordan has emailed in. <laughs> I assume it's a man. It's also a, mm. a woman's name. Um And they're listening to this show, so it's almost certainly a man. <laughs> in response to your discussion relating to microwaving a cup of tea, I would like to point your attention to the extensive research into the health benefits of doing so. It seems that by microwaving a cup of tea, you can extract up to 70% more polyphenols and a more efficient release of caffeine and antioxidants. As abhorrent as this practice it is, is, it is healthier. Though microwave tea has a weird temperature and is by far the the inferior taste. Mm. In other terrible tea-making practices... The apparent perfect way to make a cup of tea, in quotes, by the Royal Society of Chemistry and International Organization for Standardizations, ISO 3103, outlines a standardized tea-making method. Mm. These two techniques involve pouring the milk into the cup before pouring the tea into the cup. This ISO is actually one of the most controversial standardizations in the world being the only one to currently have a controversy tab on Wikipedia. <laughs> Thank, that's some irate Englishman, isn't it? Yeah. Thankfully to, for us all, our saviour, Ireland, has objected officially to the standardisation. <laughs> there we go. So if, you brew, so if you brew tea in a pot mm. and you pour it into a cup, a teacup, right. and then pour milk in, it probably doesn't actually matter whether you pour the milk in first or not. People have problems with yeah. milk going in first when there's a tea bag in the cup. Yeah, because the tea isn't going to uh, disseminate you, across you, you can't do it that way. No. But I suppose sta- historically, people will pour, will have brewed tea in a tea a teapot, right? Mm. And that's kind of different. When I was staying at the Isle of Wight earlier last weekend, as we mentioned on Monday, I stayed, my friends found an amazing hotel, which is the old Duke of Rothsay's house, I think. It's a beautiful place on the hill in uh, overlooking um, the Solon. And the old dining room is exactly as you'd imagine, like an old stately homes dining room. Beautiful mm. plush carpets, oak panelling and all that kind of stuff. And they serve breakfast in there. And they serve tea in a beautiful 
ornate teapot, much like the one that you've just shown from our friend from um, Lebanon there. Mm. And um, I, I realised that it's a much nicer experience to drink tea that's been poured from a teapot than it is to brew it in a mug. Usually. I was in a hotel last weekend and that was indeed the case. There we go. Love a little teapot. Official tea-making way of the, the complete show. Here's my handle and here's, here's my, my spout. spout. Oh, when I get all steamed up, hear me shout. Pick me up and pour me out. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see you later, guys. For episode 200, we hope and promise... 199.75. <laughs> Hello at lucapix.com to get in touch. We'll see you next time. Oh, wait then. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.